And so I'm going to speak tonight on the subject of relationships. In fact, I would title this, um, How to Build uh, or Building Healthy Relationships. And so uh, I think that the Bible has a lot to say about this subject as well. And um, we'll start with, with a word of prayer and then in John 13, 34. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And Lord, we know your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That as we look to you and look to your word, we're changed. Uh, you speak to our hearts and our lives about um, and, and customize it to what we're facing or what we're doing. And, and um, I thank you that you'll speak to people about relationships tonight in their lives. Or maybe some relationships that they need to nurture or even new relationships. And we thank you, Lord, for wisdom and spiritual understanding in this uh, in this subject. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to start with John 13, 34. John chapter 13, 34. And Jesus said this. He said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another another and uh, then he goes on to say that this by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another um, that's kind of the, the the as we would say the telltale you know <laughs> that's going to be the thing that people are going to recognize Jesus from is love we can we can put on airs we can make people think we're really super spiritual uh doing different things and you know and right. even you know spiritual gifts etc cetera, etc cetera. but the bible's very clear that his nature god's nature is love and if we're not operating in love then we're really not uh glorifying him as we should so it's something that we should examine ourselves about you know it's easy to get over into uh, meanness or, or impatience or, or uh, even bitterness at times. And uh, we have to kind of get a grip on ourselves, get, us, get ourselves back in to the love of God. It's in our heart. And so, you know, we just have to operate in that. And thank God His grace is sufficient even walking in love. Amen. So let's look at some things about relationships. Um, God, you know, he works through men. So uh, relationships are going to be a supply in your life. Um, he, of course, he can speak to your heart. God, of course, talks to you. The Holy Spirit talks to you. But many times he'll use men and women to speak into your life. Um, he'll use men and women to bring encouragement into your life. He will also bring men and women to, to bring counsel or wisdom into your life. And many times he'll bring people, relationships to bring finances, to bring prosperity into your life. So relationships are extremely important in the Bible for those, that source and that supply. And it's not just to bring you all those things, but actually it's for us to bring others those things as well. We are to be a supplier, um, and I believe that uh, we'll get into this later, but one of the things about an unhealthy relationship is all take and no give. 
So we have to remember that in the relationships, it's, it's, uh, in the Bible calls it covenant, that there is a supply that's given and then there's a supply that's received. And we have to make sure that there's a balance there to have healthy relationships. Now God is a relational God. He has shown us that He wants relationship with us, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. And he also wants us to have relationships with one another. And, of course, that's how he formed his church, the church at large, the body of Christ, is by connecting us all to him, and then we're connected to one another. And he goes on to say, if one weeps, we should weep. If one rejoices, we should rejoice. (laughs) Amen? Instead of one rejoicing and we're mad because they are rejoicing and we don't have anything that day to rejoice about. So there, there's the connectedness that we're actually to be so connected to one another that we take on what people are going through. The empathy, the compassion. Amen? Yes. And I know, and we'll, you know, I know there's a balance to all this because there's, and we'll talk about this toxic relationships too. So we'll talk about that in a minute too. So we're just, you know, uh, covering just the uh, foundation of what he desires. He wants us to have fellowship with him and one another. And he tells us when you come together, you know, first Corinthians uh, chapter 11, we were reading it Sunday when we took communion, when you come together. Amen. So in other words, he expects us to come together. And it is important for our own well-being, our own strength, and our own uh, 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 spiritual help and inner inner being to come together. So um, he said, come and break bread together in the book of Acts. They fellowshiped with one another. They ate together. And, of course, they prayed together, right? And they heard the word together. And so, again... He emphasizes these things. Um, in, the, in Luke chapter 1, the Bible says that when he uh, had appointed 75, he sent them out two by two. So that was their company of believers there that they, they had. It's important to have your company of believers. And uh, then, of course, they, they weren't sent out alone. They were sent out two by two. So there's strength in those numbers. Even if there's just two, there's more strength than just one. <laughs> um, you know, the Bible talks about the prayer of agreement. If two or more uh, are gathered in his name and, and uh, shall ask anything, it shall be done. Now, that's multiplied power in prayer when you have a prayer partner, when you have somebody to pray with you. So, again, he said, uh, you know, that two is better than one. Now, uh, in a healthy relationship, that's just some of these probably very elementary things. But I, I don't know. I felt led to teach on this tonight. Maybe somebody here is struggling with a relationship or maybe someone online. But I'm just going to go over some fundamental kind of one-on-one amen, <laughs> traits of healthy relationships so that we can uh, see those. Um uh, number one, a healthy relationship is made of mutual respect. Yes. You respect them and they respect you. And and I love uh, the idea of respect. <laughs> it's, 
it's sad that you don't find a lot of it, you know, in the world. But the Bible speaks very highly of respect and honor. Amen. To honor one another. And um, that's the next one is mutual honor. And then uh, communication where you can speak to, to uh, someone and they can speak to you. And that communication is private. And uh, it's not gossip. Amen. Um, and the, the opposite of a healthy relationship is unhealthy, of course, toxic, what they would call toxic nowadays. And this is when people don't support each other, where there's constant conflict. Now, you know, there's going to be conflict in a relationship, um, especially if you have a relationship for decades with friends. Right. You probably know, like I do, that you can get into a fuss or a fight or have a little problem. But then, you know, you can get past it. And usually that relationship can grow stronger after something like that happens. Uh, so don't write them off just because of one conflict. Uh, really, I think we should learn more about conflict resolution and try to resolve those things if possible. Um, the Bible says live peaceably with man as much as is within you. And so, you know, sometimes you can't do it because people refuse to live in peace. And they're just going to stir it up. And so, you know, that would be impossible. But many times, if you uh, if you have the skills of conflict resolution, of talking things out and listening, that's probably the most important, understanding, you know, there's there's a saying that, you know, you need to seek to uh, understand more than you seek to be understood. Seek to understand more than you seek to be understood. So listening is a big, big word in relationships. And um, I think it's something that we can develop and learn to do. If we're not good listeners, you can become a good listener. Um, And the Spirit of God will show you how, you know, to become a listener and, uh, and to understand what people are saying. To you, okay. So, uh, people who don't support each other would be uh, uh, unhealthy. Where there's constant conflict, one who seeks to undermine another, um, one who's constantly judging the other one. Have you ever had a friend like that? <laughs> and you think, I don't think I can take too much more of this. You know, you have to um, look at these things and. And the the sixth thing is if you're feeling drained or a lack of trust or a hostile environment, then this relationship is not healthy. And again, you know, the first thing you could do is pray about it. Ask God about it. Is this relationship something that I need, Lord? Because sometimes he said yes to me. Just keep walking in love. But other times he would say, no, you need to back off because this is draining you. This is not good for you. And this is hindering. You know, some relationships can hinder you from even the the walk of God, the work of God in your life. And uh, we need to judge those things and make sure that God wants us to be in a relationship like that. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. Are you with me? Hope you didn't go home yet or <laughs> not gone home yet, <laughs> like Pastor David said. Second Timothy chapter three. 
you know, a while ago when I was talking about even prosperity, depending sometimes on who you know, they, you know, the saying is it's not what you know, it's who you know. And many times relationships can bring tremendous blessings in your life and especially in the church. I was thinking today, my mother's here tonight, and um, I was thinking years ago we had a lady come to our church uh, because when she rode by, saw the sign, she said God spoke to her and said, that's where you need to go to church. And so she came in and she started uh praying with us and supporting and and working and just became a very integral part of our church. Well, her mother was gotten had gotten very ill and she had to, this lady had to move to Birmingham to take care of her and had no place to live. And mother had a house up there. And the spirit of God spoke to mother and said, "Give this lady your house in Birmingham." And so she did, and the lady moved in, and she was so thankful, praising the Lord, amen. But I thought to myself, if she hadn't obeyed God to come to the church when the Spirit of God said, that's where you need to be, not only would she not have been blessed and been a blessing like she was to all of us, but she wouldn't have gotten a free house, amen, to take care of her mom. So, you know, God knows the future with the relationships that you need to have and need to cultivate. And, it, you know, of course, it's not all about a getting. It's about giving as well. People uh, in your life, you, you know, will come into your life for certain reasons. And sometimes it's for you to be a blessing to them. But I tell you, it's more blessed to give than to receive, isn't it? So you get blessed anyway, either way, when you're getting or when you're giving, God's in it. So uh, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, talking about unhealthy relationships, look at this 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Uh, the Amplified says, great stress and trouble and hard to deal with and hard to bear. Perilous, perilous times shall come. Verse 2. You know, this is this is what he's saying is perilous times. It's it doesn't have COVID-19 in there. It doesn't have, you know, all the the disabl of everything, you know, that we've seen this last year. Look what it says. It says for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Instead of loving others, they love themselves more than anything, more than God, more than anybody. Have we seen that? (laughs) Notice, they'll be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. You know, that'll bring perilous times. Unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. They'll despise you just because you're good. You wonder why some people don't like you? Maybe just because you're a good person. Isn't that something? You can't get all negative back toward them because sometimes it's nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. It's something that is in their life. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying 
the power thereof. All these things are perilous, he said. From such, turn away. Walk away from it. If you see that in people's lives, don't join up, join, join up with them because they're the cool crowd or the rich crowd or the whatever crowd. Turn away. Now, we don't hear that much, do we? We usually hear unconditional love, and, and you can still love them and turn away. But the important thing here is don't connect to that. Because the next thing you know, if you connect to that, is you'll be lovers of your own self and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It will come off on you. And we don't need that. Amen. And that doesn't mean we don't minister to people. But if people are uh, just headstrong in these areas and they continue in it and they're not really interested in the gospel or doing anything with God, you don't just continue to hang out with them or be connected with them. He said, turn away. Amen. And then it goes on to say some other things you can read. It's a lot about uh, the relationships there. Um, so we see that um, making friendships is very godly, but making the right friendships, and Proverbs has a lot to say about it, is so very important. In fact, let's look at the book of Proverbs for a minute. I, um, in my devotion time, try to read a chapter a day of Proverbs because there's 31 chapters and usually you can get through the whole book, you know, just reading one a day. And it has so much wisdom about just daily life. So I encourage you to, to pick up the book of Proverbs and read through it. Proverbs 22. Look at verse 24. He says here, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man that shall not go, lest you learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So angry people. See, we have to watch. Is somebody angry all the time? Are they hateful and mean and mad? Mad about everything. He said, don't make friendship with that kind of person. Because eventually it will be a snare to your soul. I heard someone say one time that you'll never rise above your five closest friends. You'll never rise above them. So what is being said is you, if you, you look at your five closest friends, that's about the way you're going to act. That's about the financial level you will stay. That's about the, the uh, intelligence level, you know, and you're, you're going to have. So what you want to do is you want friends that will inspire you, that will encourage you, that will challenge. See, a lot of people don't, they don't want to challenge. So they, they, they back, back down to a lower type of mentality that says, well, I don't care if I go to work today or, you know, that, you know, angry or, or lazy. The proverb says a lot about laziness. Um, so then it doesn't challenge you if you're the top person in that five then it's not really challenging you to go any higher in life or with God even. So you um, would do better then to choose some friends that challenge you a little bit 
And um, I've heard, you know, I've heard some of my girlfriends say, oh, I don't I don't know why you would hang around that person. I wouldn't hang around them because they make me look bad, you know, and, and so they want to be the best. You know? And 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 I think that we have to change that a little bit and, and say instead of them making me look bad, I am inspired by them. They inspire me. They encourage me. And so it it helps get me to where I need to be. Um, you know, I get a little bit of uh, not competition necessarily, but inspiration from them. I'll just leave it at that. Amen. You know, if you need to lose weight, study people who are thin. Look at thin people and see what they're doing. Are they eating all the time? Are they exercising? Are they, you know, what what is their lifestyle? If you uh, know, uh, you know, Terry Foy, uh, Jerry Savelle's daughter, who I just love her teaching and recommend it to all. She said, you know, if you want to be wealthy or if you want to gain financial prosperity, study wealthy people. Right. Uh, study what they're what they're doing and what they've done and how they've lived. Um, if you you know, if you want to be more spiritual or godly. Then find someone who yeah. really walks with the Lord, who loves God, who knows yeah. the Word of God, and get their teachings and listen and 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 get filled up with um, the way that they have gotten acquainted with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So find you know find that person or those people and uh, let yourself be inspired by them. Yeah. But we're warned against. Angry people. Now, I put down here, what does a relationship mean? One who is relational would be interconnected with others. It means in our interactions with others, we are engaged, we're centered, we're clear, we're generous, and we're humble. So in this relational um, connectedness, we are uh, engaged Centered, clear, generous, and humble. And these are some relational skills that we can gain and need to in order to have healthy relationships. And the first one is patience. Wow. That could be a whole teaching right here. <laughs> patience. And First Thessalonians 5.14 tells us to be patient toward all men. Develop patience with all men. A second relational skill would be trustworthiness. And, of course, we know the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, Be trustworthy, and then you can have a trustworthy relationship. And then thirdly, empathy or compassion. And Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind one to another, tenderhearted. Tenderhearted, not hard-hearted, but tenderhearted toward people. Well, Scarlett, you know, you had, you probably hadn't seen what I've been through. You, maybe you don't know how people have treated me. And, um, you know, when you get treated like that, you just want to put up walls. You want to say, forget it. I don't want to make a new friend. <laughs> this is the last person I'll ever have a friendship with, et cetera. And I do understand those feelings. However, when we put up a wall to keep people out, it also keeps people from coming in. And so we're cutting ourselves off from uh, tremendous blessings. 
There are a lot of good people. <laughs> Amen. The devil will tell you everybody's rotten and everybody's mean. But that's not the truth. There's a wonderful group of people out there that you should get to know. Amen. And I think if we uh, learn to let God keep our hearts tender, that we would be tender hearted. Then um, as we're kind to one another and tender hearted, then God can work through us. And connect us to those people that we need to be connected to. You know, we need to be very aware of the Holy Spirit in our relationships and who he wants us to connect with. Just to be very aware of that. And ask the Lord. He'll answer you. He'll tell you. And um, and he has all wisdom. So trust him. Uh, reliability. Another relational skill is Reliability. And look at Proverbs 25. Again, Proverbs has so much wisdom. Proverbs 25, and look at verse 19. It says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth. Now, you know that's going to be hurtful, isn't it? How many of you have had a broken tooth before? Or a foot out of joint. You can't even use a foot out of joint. I've never had a foot out of joint, but my elbow, taking gymnastics one time, I fell off the parallel bars, and my elbow went out out of joint. And it, it was just, there was nothing that I could do. It's just horrible and hurtful. So um, an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Wow. Well, we don't want to be unfaithful. We want to be reliable. We want to be and carry through on our commitments. And that's one of the relational skills. And then uh, the sense of connection in healthy relationships provides an essential aspect of human well-being. And even in psychology, they have what we call relational therapy. Relational therapy. You know, it's good for you mentally and emotionally to have healthy relationships. And I think we can even see from this year of isolation, so much isolation, that uh, of the, the unhealthiness that, that yeah. came through the Americans and probably around the world, you know, suicide rates were up and uh, violence was up and drug addiction was up and alcoholism was up. And you can see all the unhealthiness because we're herd people. <laughs> we need to be together. God made us to be together and not to be isolated okay so let's look at a couple more scripture here about being good friends and this is in proverbs 17 17 proverbs 17 17 and here it says a friend loves at all times proverbs 17 17 A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So when do we love our friends? At all times. Not just when everything is going well with them, but when they're going through something. In fact, I think a better friend would be there more when you're going through something than when you're not. And um, I can testify there's wonderful friends in the body of Christ. Because there's things that I've been through that I thought, oh my and there, I look up and there they are, right? And um, thank God for them. But we also need to be those who, when they're going through trouble, they look up and we're there. Amen? We're there for them. 
Um, and then Proverbs 13 and verse 20, Proverbs 13 and 20. says, um, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Right. When you walk with wise men, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So you're looking for wise people to walk with, to walk through your life with. Wise people. And fool, foolish people, well, the Bible tells us that the definition of a fool is someone who said there is no God. Or no God. Basically, they tell no to God. I don't want to know your ways. I don't want to listen to you. Uh, I have better ideas. I've got my own way of thinking. So that would be a fool. And that's the person that says you don't need to hang around with. But you need to hang around the wise and walk with those who are wise. What will it do for you? It will make you wise. And wisdom is very important. I said this last Sunday. And in the right hand of wisdom is long life. In the left hand of wisdom is riches and honor. And the Bible says, in all you're getting, get understanding. You know, we need to get this kind of wisdom from God in order to have life and life more abundantly. We need to find out what he thinks about things and want, and know what he knows. And that's just simply by Asking him for wisdom and then listening to people who come into your life that have a lot of wisdom. And, you know, a good friends might tell you something that you don't want to hear at times. Uh, the Bible also says faithful are the wounds of a friend. That means it might hurt your feelings. <laughs> it might hurt you for a minute and, and might not want to hear it. But I'm telling you, they, a good friend is looking out for your behalf. And they're going to tell you the truth. And faithful are the wounds of a friend. That's Proverbs 27, 6. They believe in you and they want the best for you. And they're going to tell you the truth. They might have that advice you don't want to hear. But sometimes it's good to get a different perspective. An unemotional perspective. And the Bible says there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. So when you have that counsel from wise People, it can save you a lot of time and heartache and sometimes finances and uh, making huge mistakes at times. And then um, the Bible says, you know, evil people corrupt good manners. They'll even teach you how to not even have any manners or throw your manners out the door. <laughs> and so, you know, God wants us to have proper etiquette and good manners. But people who don't have that, when you start hanging around, you start acting like them. So we need to um, make sure that we are around those who sharpen us. And the last scripture I'll use tonight is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says, iron sharpens iron. So one person will sharpen another person. And we need to hang around sharp people. So that they sharpen us even to another level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of that? Amen. Hallelujah. Just to remind us, right? Amen. Um, also, we have some of the scriptures that we use Sunday morning in the back. And um, it says, resist fear using Jesus' name. Resist all fear using Jesus' name. And they're back in the back. Um, Jerry Lee was 
uh, good enough and kind enough to uh, get all these scriptures together for you. So take a copy, read through it. If you're having struggles with fear, and then, you know, sometimes it's good to share these things with your children even or your grandchildren because there's a lot of fear even with the younger people today. So read it, meditate on it, and then give it to somebody who needs it. Um, one other announcement um, is that uh, Wednesday night, a week from tonight, we will not have church here, but we uh, encourage you to go to camp meeting. It's at Wamama. If you need more information about that, we'll be glad to talk to you about it. But um, it will be at Wamama Campground June 16th, 17th, and 18th. And uh, the general overseer of the Church of God, Tim Hill, will be ministering next Wednesday night. And it will be really, really excellent. It's really a very neat experience. We went two years ago, and I just loved it. So come and enjoy the amazing music and worship, and um, you'll 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 be blessed by that. And then, of course, Sunday morning, be here at 10 o'clock, and I will have a great service this Sunday. Let's close in prayer tonight. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord that uh, you're guiding and directing and leading us with our relationships and even into new relationships. Father, I believe you for new people in our lives, people that we haven't even met yet, that we can be a blessing to and that they can hear and and be healed and be blessed and um, that also, Lord, they would be a blessing to us. And so we pray for those in in our near future, for new people in our lives. And we thank you for old relationships, that they're just girded up, and that that um, the ones who have uh, just been with us for so many years, that the devil can't attack that, those relationships in Jesus' name, but they're strong. And um, I thank you, Father, for each one in this church and the relationships we have here. And we resist the devil and we will not allow him to steal our relationships in Jesus name. But we'll flourish and we'll minister to one another and love one another and uh, be tender hearted toward one another in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. You're dismissed.